Hello, and welcome to Religious Rebels, a podcast where we push back on behavior-based religion, question Christianese concepts, and seek to find Jesus in the awkward middle way of grace and truth. I'm Christy Lynn Wood. Hey everybody, welcome back to part two of Who is Bill Gothard and Why Does This Matter to Me? So I had no idea I was going to have this many things to say about Bill Gothard and the things that he talks about and teaches about. I wrote my notes and I was like, oh, I can get through that in 15, 20 minutes, but I can't. So I cut off the first episode at like 17 minutes and we're going to pick this up and see how far it goes. So if you're just tuning into this one and you didn't watch the first one, I would definitely go back and listen to that because I'm trying to explain to you what Bill Gothard believed, what were these cores of his seminars that he taught and the things that he did and why does that matter? And just a quick recap, it matters because 2.5 million people have been to his seminars. It matters because people who didn't get involved in his homeschooling cult still went to these seminars and still took away the things that he taught and believed them as truth and then went on to influence churches and colleges and organizations for bad because they took twisted lies that were not scriptural, that pretended to be scriptural, that pretended to be Christian took them into these settings, and now we have just a horrific situation on our hands. And I really think that a large part of what we see within the evangelical church, within the SBC, within Christian nationalism, within the GOP today, is because it's tied to some things that are completely false. And yet Christians have taken them and thought that they were true. So we're going to jump back into this again today. The basic seminar. Starting in the 1970s through the early 2000s, this seminar was something that Bill Gothard and the IBLP put on nationally, globally. I hate that. IBLP also had training centers nationally and globally. We had training centers in New Zealand. I think it's still there, still being run by people who believe IBLP, Romania, Russia, possibly some other places around the world. They were in Chicago area, Indianapolis, Dallas, Flint. So this spread more than I think anybody realized, and specifically because people were coming to these seminars. So when I was 20, I started teaching at the children's institutes. So you had the basic seminar, and then you had a place for the kids to go. And they got to learn about the seven basic principles too, taught by young adults who were in the ATI program. So we were like the brainwashed students that were then there dressed in our navy and white with our little scarfs and our pretty long curly hair and our big ministry smiles teaching your children, brainwashing your children. And I started teaching children's seminars, children's institutes, part of the basic seminar in 2000. And I taught in 2000 and 2001. And I taught in Michigan and I taught in some of the other Midwest states and actually out in New Jersey as well. And I just did it because I loved kids and I didn't teach all of the stuff. At this point in time, I was a little bit hesitant. And so I kind of taught my own tweaky versions and yet it was still a bunch of lies, a bunch of things that weren't even true, but these were in normal churches. So they started out in the seventies and eighties and maybe even the early nineties, actually being in like huge seminars in stadiums, in places where you could hold thousands and tens of thousands of people and people would go to these stadiums and see the basic seminar. 
And then as things went on, things were shrinking down. And then pretty soon it was just really big churches. So big churches would host these seminars and people would come and gather. And then it got smaller and smaller. And I, I wish it was gone. But unfortunately, the IBLP is still around. And there are still people who believe that it's true and follow the principles of Bill Gothard. I watched a really disturbing little YouTube clip of him. He's almost 90 now. And some reporters are trying to talk to him about shiny, happy people. He's not coherent enough to really understand what he's saying or what they were saying. He knew enough to say that he didn't want to talk about it. And he's just this little old man who's slowly dying and still believes in everything that he's ever taught and done. And it's so sad. So guys, as people went to these seminars, 2.5 million people went to these seminars. And even if they didn't join the homeschooling program, they brought these concepts and these ideas and these formulas and these strategies of how to find blessings and success, of how to control God and manipulate him to a certain extent. And they brought the idea of who God was and of who Jesus was and who the Holy Spirit was not back into their homes, back into their churches, back into their organizations. And many may remained mainstream enough to never really fully experience the devastation of Gothard and reject his teachings. So for my family, we jumped into the homeschooling program when I was 12. I was in that program all the way through graduation, and my parents stayed in it until my sister graduated. So that had been four years after I graduated. So I was in this for almost 10 years of my life, surrounded by his teachings, his wisdom booklets, his obsession with Matthew 5, 6, and 7, and the way he took it apart and did bad things to it, <laughs> twisted it and corrupted it and took it out of context, and with his seven basic principles, and especially the principle of authority. It was huge. And the principle of, like I said, suffering and responsibility and just really twisted, twisted stuff. But this is part of my life. And yet we were in deep, not as deep as it could have been, but deep. And so I was able to eventually see this is crazy. This can't be true and reject it. But many people who have experienced Gothard and who've experienced his teachings never got in far enough to recognize that it was wrong. And Gothard's teachings are so sneaky. They're like those weeds that are able to just burrow into you. They have like, I don't know if you've seen these weeds before, they kind of have almost like a curly cue to them. And if you don't pull them out, they will literally burrow themselves through your clothes, through your body, like into your skin, into your body. And that's kind of what happens with Gothard's teachings. Like if you don't reject them and pull them out, they will burrow their way into your soul. And they will change the way that you view God. They will change the way that you view other people. They will change the way that you view yourself. And they will destroy. They will destroy. And so I think about all the people who went to these seminars, who experienced these seminars, and then who just went home. The churches that hosted these seminars and then just went on with their lives. It was so sneaky. The false authority idea of this umbrella of authority and how you have to just trust in those authorities and follow those authorities and submit to those authorities and the power that it gives an authority who is now like, I'm an authority, you must listen to me. When my husband and I went through our spiritual abuse about seven years ago at the church where he youth pastored, um, I found out later that every single person that heard us had been influenced by Gothard. From the camp that we fell apart with, from my church that we fell apart with, there was Gothard influence everywhere. And I don't think that's an accident because these people who had this false idea of what authority was, what responsibility was, of what ownership was, and all of Gothard's twisted definitions, even if they had not 
wouldn't even if they couldn't tell you like, yes, I believe in Gothard, those ideas were still in their mind. And they still worked their way out in how they treated us and in how things went down to fall apart completely. And so I think about every church that's got people like this who are just twisted and tweaked and who have these faulty ideas of who God is and these faulty ideas of what it is to be an authority and in charge and have dominion and ownership of things. I found out after I left that a church locally here where I had attended for five years was actually the same church where I had come in 2000 to teach my children's institute. My parents told me this when I was going there. Oh yeah, that's where we went for our basic seminar back in the day. And I was like, no, it's not. Like, There's no possible way. This church has worship dancers and they are really into Christian psychology. There's no possible way that this church hosted Bill Gothard's seminars for a decade or more. And so I just kind of ignored it. But after we had left, and there was, there was some things. After we had left, I was digging through some of my journals and my memory books and scrapbooks. And I found my Children's Institute scrapbook. And I had my name badge from that first Children's Institute. And sure enough, there was the name of that church. And I realized this church had hosted the basic seminar. Not just had people go to it, but hosted, brought Bill Gothard and his teachings into their building and hosted him for probably a decade. And not only had they hosted him in the 1990s, when he was kind of still mainstream, but kind of heading out, they'd hosted him in the 2000s. I was just, I was blown away. Like it made some things make sense. Things that I had experienced there, things that I had um, heard there suddenly made sense to me. And I went and talked to some former staff and some current staff. And I said, um, so this happened. And the former staff were like, yeah, I remember that. The current staff were too young to remember. They had too recent to remember anything about it. But I said, was this ever rejected? Like, were they ever, did they ever admit that they did this and that it was wrong? And they hadn't. He had been treated kind of as a fringe person who had good principles for raising a family. And no one ever rejected it. No one ever said this was wrong. And so there are so many people I think about in that church still who probably still believe these lies. And it makes sense as I look at this church, why things are the way they are and why some of the real problems that are there and why we left are there. Because when you don't reject these lies, these sneaky, twisted lies, they will burrow in and they will destroy you. I think about a lot of places that I loved that were destroyed by Gothard, by his lies. And no one would ever have said, oh, Bill Gothard destroyed that because they didn't know. But it's there. He was there. His lies were there. His twisted scripture was there. His version of God was there. His version of grace was there, like we talked about last time. His version of authority was there. Who has been influenced by this? Within your church, within the college you attended, within the organizations that you support. It's actually very interesting when you see a list of people who have ties with Gothard and who are, have public ties. Like You can look this up. Mike Huckabee, Sarah Palin, David Green, the owner of Hobby Lobby, Rick Perry, Sonny Perdue. These are all people who have quite close ties, not just like they went and talked at a seminar before, because that's happened too, where I've seen people who just came and they talked. Elizabeth Elliott was there. David Barton has been there over the years, people talking at his, his seminars. But 
like people who gave him money, who supported him. Sarah Palin actually had her city become like a character city because for a while there, they were doing character education too as part of ATI and IBLP, taking their perverted character qualities that were twisted and going into the public schools and trying to teach them character and um, pretending like it was something they were doing for a gift to them. Like, we're here to support you. We're here to love you. We're here to take care of you. Really, we're here to dominate you and take over and teach you our crazy stuff. And so it's so strange to me to see how Gothard has been able to sneak into mainstream culture and how his lies were just true enough to be believed by mainstream people. And so even if you weren't sucked into the whirlpool of the homeschooling cult, even if you didn't experience that isolation and the control and all that stuff that we experienced, that I experienced for 10 years, you're still influenced. You're still deceived. And if that isn't rejected, I'm a firm believer in this, if that isn't rejected and if lies aren't thrown away and if truth isn't embraced, those destructive lies will continue to destroy. And so I guess I'm here just to finish up this episode to just say, I think we need to look. I think we need to look into our evangelical culture, into our evangelical leaders. And I think we need to really dig in and find these lies that Gothard taught and reject them. I think that churches who hosted his seminars need to repent publicly. I think they need to acknowledge that it was wrong. And I think they need to make a list of the things that he believed and acknowledge that was wrong. And I think that we need to really just recognize how much destruction has been done by these kinds of ideas. And he's not alone. Some of his best stuff was stolen from other people. And so there's this, there's just this movement, guys, of within this culture of Christianity that is just so wrong and yet has been believed as so right. Things that were considered to be foundational and fundamental are actually complete baloney and lies. And so how do we move forward into this? For me, it was reading the Bible for myself. It was getting to know Jesus for myself and going, this is not who Jesus is. It was looking into scripture and saying, what is true authority? Well, that's not how Jesus modeled authority. What is true suffering supposed to be like? Learning to lament, learning to take responsibility, yes, for my own actions, but also to put it on other people and say, no, you did that. And that's not okay. It's learning to find the truth and to cling to that truth no matter what. It's learning to think critically and to take things apart and say, what do I really believe? What is truth? What is the Bible trying to say? Who was Jesus? And for me, I'm still holding on to my historical creeds of the faith, I guess you could call it. I mean, creeds kind of whatever, but I'm still a historically Orthodox Christian. I still believe the things that Christians have believed across denominations and across churches and across hundreds of years and thousands of years and across the world globally. I believe in those core things of, of Christianity. I believe in the things that makes Jesus and God who they are and, and our faith. And yet I'm so willing to just completely take apart everything else and throw it all away and think and dig and pick and whatever. And I just really hope that this can be a moment when so many of us look through this and say, that's wrong. That is not scriptural. That is not biblical. That is not who God is. That is not who Jesus is. And I'm going to fight for the faith that I believe in. I'm going to fight for the truth 
of who God is. This loving, gracious, amazing God who cannot be controlled or manipulated and yet who loves us and who runs to seek and save us, who came to be one of us, who, who died to restore us. And that is the beauty of the true gospel. It's not about control. It's not about behaviors. It's not about manipulation or guaranteed blessings and success. It's about a relationship restored. It's about our hearts being reformed, recreated into the people we're supposed to be. It's about connection. It's about love. It's about grace. It's about faith. So thanks for listening. This was a very long episode. I wasn't expecting it to be quite so much, but um, I just think it's really important for us to talk about and for us to think about and for us to just dig into and deconstruct as we rebuild a vibrant faith centered around the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep searching.